This is the Polycom Power Selling Podcast. Brett Turner, welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your work at Polycom. So I've been in the industry for uh, over 20 years. The last nine years I've spent with Polycom uh, in a couple of different roles, uh, in an engineer role and also uh, the last several years in a leadership role. Uh, and currently I, uh, I lead the, uh, the Southwest team of uh, pre-sales systems engineers. Excellent. So you gave a webinar recently about the topic of emotional intelligence. And in the webinar, you said that a lot of people are unfamiliar with this term. So let's start by defining it. What is emotional intelligence? So emotional intelligence is essentially, um, you know, the understanding what one's emotions are and understanding how to leverage those whenever you're dealing with other people, whether it's in a leadership role or in our case, many times in a, uh, in a sales role. There's essentially five competencies or personal skill sets to emotional intelligence. Two of them, uh, self-awareness and self-management, have to do with dealing with your own emotions. And then there's uh, two others uh, that, are, that are more interpersonal, I would say, that have to do with, uh, with how you leverage those emotions and deal with other people. Uh, you also have a catalyst, which is the energizer, or often referred to as, uh, as motivation, that allows you to, uh, to, to, to apply those, those emotions, essentially. Okay. So it sounds like what we're talking about is what's sometimes referred to as the, the soft skills, right? Quote, unquote, things like listening and, and understanding other people and putting yourself in their place and, and being empathetic and, and things like that. Is that accurate? That is accurate. That's exactly what we're talking about is this, you know, we, we, do, we spend a lot of time just training on the, the hard skills of uh, negotiating, uh, you know, closing, uh, different things like that. But, but uh, you know, oftentimes we, we kind of mig- misdiagnose our sales challenges because they're, they may be soft skills and they may be on the EI, right? And specifically dealing with our EQ. And a lot of times that, that ends up being the case. And, you know, I think anyone who's had success in sales knows at least intuitively, that it's always a combination of these hard and soft skills that lead to success, right? You, you really need both of them in combination. Absolutely. It is, it is so important to, to have the hard skills, but, but also, uh, you know, to have the soft skills as well. And a lot of times, you, you know, you leverage the soft skills to apply the hard skills. Uh, you know, whenever you're able to uh, be empathetic with a customer, you know, you're able to build rapport, you have self-confidence, you leverage those soft skills uh, in order to apply the hard skills in many, in many cases. Now, you also, in your talk is also about adaptability, which is a part of emo- emotional intelligence, but it's not exactly the same thing. So let's define that term as well. What is adaptability and what does it have to do with emotional intelligence? So adaptability is essentially the ability to be flexible and to embrace new and creative thinking, right? Uh, and that 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 happens a lot of times, and you know, while we're in in meeting with a customer or while we're engaged with someone else. And essentially, uh, you know, the adaptability piece of it is you kind of kind of have to have the self self awareness, and you have to have the intrapersonal skills, you know, and understand those before um, you know you can be adaptable. You know, when talking about adaptability, really talking about the ability to be able to take a conversation that you're having um, and shift that conversation to align with the customer uh, wants to discuss, but at the same time, meeting your objectives for the meeting. Okay. So maybe give us an example of emotional intelligence and adaptability at work in a meeting. You know, what's like a typical situation where these skills come into play? 
Yeah, there's probably a couple of different uh, scenarios that kind of are top of mind. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, one of them is dealing with a, a difficult person or a, a strong personality that you perceive as a strong personality in an account. And, and, you know, at times we go into an account and we have that strong personality and, and they're, they're aggressive towards us. Or maybe they are, you know, drawing up, you know, issues from the past and continue to bring those up, even though they've been resolved. And, and a lot of times we get very defensive uh, and we fall into that reactive mode where we're, we're just basically answering questions. And, and, you know, it's very important that we make sure we understand where that person is coming from and understand uh, that we need to be proactive and engaging and be an active listener so that we're not, you know, so we're actually hearing what the customer is saying, we're listening to the customer saying, but we're also still engaging in, in questions as well. And I think that's a, kind of one of the best approaches to, uh, uh, you know, to that type of, uh, of engagement with a customer. So that's, that's one example. I would say another one is, is just being in a stressful uh, situation. You know, sometimes we're uh, in a position where, you know, we're dealing with technology and it, uh, it's unpredictable at times. And sometimes we get in very stressful situations and we, uh, you know, allow the emotions to overcome us instead of, you know, kind of focusing on what it is that we're trying to accomplish. Okay. So emotional intelligence can mean emoting and being empathetic with in dealing with someone else. And it can also mean asserting control over your own emotions so that you can focus and you don't sort of lose sight of what you're actually trying to do. Yes, exactly. Um, it, it applies in both scenarios. It's not only controlling your own emotions, but also understanding the emotions of the uh, of the individual that you're that you have a conversation with as well. Now, in in the webinar you gave, and there was a really good discussion around this. And one uh, example that somebody gave, it might have been you, it might have been uh, someone in the audience, said, kind of like what you were just talking about. You know, you go into a meeting and the person you're meeting with is clearly upset about something and you really don't know what and but it, it can't it's not you because you've just walked in and the the in that particular instance the approach sort of using emotional intelligence was the suggestion was talk about it you know it's it it can be very effective just to ask somebody who seems upset is something bothering you you know is 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 there something you want to talk about maybe i can help you is is that True. I mean, is that a good example of being empathetic and using emotional intelligence? Because I imagine that could also backfire, but it sounds like it, it could be pretty effective if you do it the right way. Yes, absolutely. And what, yeah, one of the, the had one of the team members share uh, on the call one of the experiences he had. And, and one of the quotes that I used uh, was, uh, was from Mike Tyson. I kind of joked about, uh, you know, how he was one of the most uh, uh, inspirational figures of our time, but he did have some very good quotes. <laughs> and, uh, and one of them was that everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And you know, right. sometimes that's what it feels like when you walk into an account and you have that uh, strong personality or just dealing, dealing with people. Right. And so, absolutely uh, important to to understand. And I think that comes from really doing deep discovery in the account, not just in the account and, and you know, in preparation, but but also, you know, deep discovery uh, from an individual standpoint, right? And understand, you know, that person that you're dealing with and what their goals and objectives are. Understand, you know, what, you know, who they're accountable to. And, uh, and a lot of times, you know, you can relate better uh, in that situation. One of the things I said in there was, you know, walk a mile in their shoes. Uh, I think that was mentioned in, uh, in one of the books I'd read uh, as well, uh, you know, regarding emotional intelligence and sales. But really, really put yourself in a position to, you know, be, put yourself in their, in their position for a bit. Forget about, uh, you know, what your motivations are for, for a while and really understand where they're coming from. You know, that, that is a really great quote from Mike Tyson. I've heard that one before, and it's obviously exactly right. And, you know, I think in it, 
part of, I think, what it speaks to is that even if you do all that preparation and research and, you know, about the person you're talking to in the company and, and all that stuff and you come prepared, also be prepared to be totally surprised. You know, who you, who you think you're dealing with might not be totally right or they might be in some kind of mood and kind of proverbially punch you in the face, right? And suddenly you're thrown for a loop and that using, and that that's where the emotional intelligence comes in to be able to quickly adapt on the fly and be like, okay, wasn't expecting this, but now we're going to pivot and take it in this direction, right? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, some of the kind of the strategies there around that are, you know, be, be proactive and not fall into that reactive mode. Uh, really, you know, have your objectives documented going in so you and your team understand what it is you're trying to, uh, um, you know, uh, absolve basically and how you're trying to advance the ball in that opportunity. Um, and, you know, to continue to be proactive and engaging with the customer um, in a singular focus as well, right? Um, basically, you know, kind of put put away the mobile phone, right? A lot of times we want to multitask whenever, whenever we're in meetings and, and, you know, put away the sometimes the laptop as well, depending on the situation. Sometimes that can be a barrier as well as a distraction, right, between you and the customer. And so re really be engaging with the customer and, and make sure that you're always asking questions and not just, uh, you know, providing uh, responses to theirs. Now, some people just naturally have a higher degree of emotional in intelligence. But it's something, as you made clear on your webinar, it's something that anyone can learn or improve upon. And you've already mentioned uh, one technique for that, which is doing your due diligence and being prepared. So besides that, what else can people do to work on their emotional intelligence? Well, I think there's a, a number of things that we can do. I, th I think really when it comes down to it, um, the two things that are important in our roles our uh, preparation and, and being an active listener. And, and you know, in order to, to be in that position, you know, uh, one of the one of the things, you know, that was mentioned previously was was that it's really confidence and in, uh, in preparation. But uh, I think I really think that uh, confidence comes from your preparation. So I think preparation is a is a big, big piece of it. Right. And it gives you confidence whenever you're prepared and you know what you're talking about. Whenever you understand the customer, you understand their objectives, you understand the company and their objectives going in. But, you know, you use a, 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 you know, a meeting checklist of an agenda going in. Make sure you have an agenda each time that you go into a meeting and that you're prepared. Practice as a team so that you know what it is that you're going to be presenting to the customer. Oftentimes we, you know, we, we use extended resources uh, in our accounts uh, and we're all sellers, right? We're all sort of part of the same team. Sure. Um, and then and, you know, being, be ready to adapt in that position. You are more ready to adapt, I should say, in that situation whenever you are prepared. Now you also mentioned listening to the customer, which in some ways might seem like it goes without saying, well, of course you're going to listen to what they say, but you know, you brought that up specifically, and I think that's a good point, that that can be, it's easier said than done. I mean, say a little bit more about that. What does it mean to really listen to the customer? Yeah, so, so listening really hits on on, on empathy, right? And, uh, and that's kind of under the, the social awareness, personal skill set. And, and really, you know, some of the strategies there are really to kind of put aside your viewpoint, uh, you know, and, and, and really kind of put yourself in their position. But, but also realize that the more discovery you do in the account, the more you know about the account, uh, you know, the more you know about their environment uh, and their solution set, the more you know about them and what their objectives are, uh, the more successful you'll be. So I think it really, really hits on, uh, you know, the ability to do some, some really deep discovery prior to engaging and also when you're engaging in an account. It's always better to, to listen more than you speak. Uh, in any meeting, right? And I think that's uh, that's something that can be uh, you know a goal that you set going in. And you know, I, I would think. Tell me, tell me what you think about this. But I, I would think that 
really deep listening also means not just waiting for the other person to finish so that you can get back to what you were saying, you know, or sort of jump in, but to, to really listen with the goal of responding to what they just said, or maybe asking another question so that they can talk more and you can do that discovery in real time as you're meeting with the customer. Yes, absolutely. I think that's something that's, that's very easy to fall into is the, the tendency really to um, to really prepare what you're about to say to the customer or, you know, what it is that you have prepared uh, for the customer. And so really, really being ready to uh, respond. But but like you say, active listening, Sing, you know, listening to what the customer has to say and engaging with that question and answer. Um, but but being you know adaptable in the fact that you are prepared. If the customer wants to take it a different direction, then uh, then be prepared to do so. Have the material ready if they want to discuss a different subject. One of the examples I shared on the webinar was I had one of the, our, our our leading product managers uh, come in and do a presentation. And and while we were in the in the meeting with the customer, it was it was a customer that we had known for a long time, um, long term relationship with them. Had done a lot of business in this account. But what, what we didn't take into account was that the two individuals that were coming in. Uh, were new to the company. And so they didn't have a lot of knowledge of Polycom. So one of the items we had on the agenda was a roadmap session talking about our futures. And so this individual is ready to, to discuss roadmap. And when he got up there, it became very, very evident within our conversation that they didn't want to talk about futures. They wanted to understand more about Polycom. One of their struggles was that, that you know they were really, really struggling with user adoption within their company and adopting the technology. So, you know, the product manager very quickly was able to to be adaptable and move off of that subject and that slide set, you know, that slide deck and move to some information that we had, uh, you know, for them around some of the research we had done around user experience just in the industry as a whole. A large team within Polycom who, uh, who who does that research. And, you know, we have we have findings there that we can share with customers and uh, so that they can leverage strategies and techniques for end user adoption within their corporation. And so that that adaptability, that ability to, to adapt in that uh, in that situation, uh, you know, made that that uh, customer engagement successful. OK, well, that's a really great example. So what's at stake here? What happens when you have low emotional intelligence? What are some of the possible consequences? Well, I think, um, you know, you can damage a relationship for sure with a customer. Um, you know, some one of the things we kind of fall into uh, with low EQ is is really uh, around, you know, premature closing, as they call it, where we go in and try to try to close a customer, trying to, you know, you know, meet uh, meet a quota or uh, basically uh, essentially, you know, get the deal done without uh, being empathetic to that customer and making sure that we're solving all of their business needs, all their goals. And that also, you know, there's many times there's opportunity that we're leaving on the table within that customer's account, which, you know, affects us. And then those are also issues that they have to continue to deal with which affects them. And so uh, I think that's probably one of the, the biggest things uh, that you deal with around, uh, you know, EQ uh, in an account, um, you know, is, is the closing piece as well. Uh, you know, we've discussed adaptability, but closing as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So really what's at stake is both the, the business you're trying to get done in the moment and probably future business too. Absolutely. Okay. So we've, we've covered a lot of ground. Let's try to sum it up. What do you want listeners to take away from this podcast? Um, I think the the biggest thing is to to uh, you know ensure that we lead with choices and not emotions. Um, you know it's 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 easy to let our emotions overtake us and, and affect our choices, even though they've been well thought out and our strategy has been well thought out. 
it's uh, it's easy to let emotions affect that. Um, you know, I had a, a customer uh, years back in the oil and gas uh, uh, market that uh, you know we were we were asked or we were given the opportunity to to go to an on an offsite with them. It was the CIO and all of his leadership. Um, it wasn't really a pre-sales activity per se. It was more to support him and help him out. We chose to go. Uh, I can tell you right before we, we we left, you know, there were other things that were pressing and we could use those sales cycles elsewhere, but decided to go ahead and instead of, you know, reacting to that when they had made the choice to go as we had intended and ended up being very, very crucial, uh, not only from a relationship standpoint, but also being able to give them a technical solution that really kind of saved their their weekend at this retreat they had with their leadership. And so that impacted business for years to come afterwards. And so I would say lead with choices and, and you know not you know not lead with emotions. So Brent, how can people connect with you if they want to talk about this more? So it's uh, Brett uh, with two T's, Brett.turner at polycom.com. And uh, they can connect with me over email, Skype, or Teams. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your insights on the podcast. Thank you, Jeremy. That does it for this episode of the Polycom Power Selling Podcast. Thanks for listening. 